0: D-Heads, for a Disney Halloween treat. The annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. Only on DizRadio.com. Happy Hallowishes, everyone. (laughs) It's time, D-Heads. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
1: All right, LVD heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and Happy Halloween. That's right, the time has arrived. All month long, you've been celebrating our not-so-scary Halloween celebration here at the show. And this week, for show number 89, for the week of October 30th, 2014, we have all kinds of fun. As you're getting ready to go trick-or-treating, collect that candy, celebrate the spooky, the scary... Remember not to light any black flame candles, because we have none other than Tobias Jelinek stopping in here at the show. That's right, Tobias, who played Jay in Disney's cult favorite, Hocus Pocus, is going to be stopping in here at the show. He's going to talk about what it was like working on this fan favorite film, the possible sequel, what happened behind the scenes, who is he in touch with still from the cast, and many other things, including what's going on currently in his career. In addition, we have the D-Team back. Yes, Halloween would not be complete without the D-Team, and Nathan is stopping in to give you a rundown of what happened this week in Disney history. We also have Caitlin back giving you the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW in 2. Pages here looking deep into more spooky and scary songs from Disney's Magical Music Review. And welcoming back. Yes, our Diz Radio D Team member who has been on hiatus for some time due to a variety of different things. Lexi has returned with this week's Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Tobias. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon, some spooky scaries, and maybe some different things as we're celebrating Halloween slightly different here for Disney on Demand. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, before I kick off the show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by dvc-rental.com. At dvc-rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World trip and spend those extra funds on souvenirs and making it the most magical by saving up to 60%. You can stay at the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, and many other vacation club properties just by booking through dvc-rental.com. So, all VD heads, with that said, it is time to get spooky, scary. Halloween has arrived. Let's not light any black flame candles so let's officially kick off show number 89 for the week of October 30th 2014. Happy Halloween D-Heads.
2: And I'm the voice of Boogie Boogie. And I want you to know you're listening to Disney on
3: Demand.
4: Boom. Thank you, Max. For that marvelous introduction. <laughs> I put a spell on. And now you're mine. <laughs> you can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. No, no! Oh, don't to them. Been three hundred years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay.
5: <laughs> I
4: can't stand on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween.
5: A lot. No, man, and I'm serious. serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, you got you a hey, one. Oh, you have to get me. I'm not
6: kidding,
7: Dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. right down that mankind's desire to fly through the air has inspired some of the most exciting scenes in the movies.
4: Action. And if I it, then come fight us the ready for me. get moving down that hole.
7: Hollywood now, owes its aerial exploits to the gravity-defying skills of the special effects wizards. Cut. Creating images of flight for motion pictures requires the combined talents of many highly specialized individuals.
8: Mostly mostly what what I need from Terry is to be able to rotate and to to pitch like
9: this. (sighs)
7: Today, we'll take an inside look at the Disney film Hocus Pocus and see how Bette Midler and her fellow witches are kept airborne for scenes of breathtaking broomstick aerobatics. So climb aboard and don't look down join us as we take to the sky with the masters of cinematic flight on movie magic i can't
1: believe it.
7: it's disney blues disney on demand you hear that it's the
1: winds of change
10: here's your host jonathan johnson
1: All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 89 for the week of October 30th, 2014, as we are closing in on our final episode here of our month-long not-so-scary Halloween celebration. It has been a fun romp, and now Halloween is here, and we are gearing up for Tobias Jelinek, yes, Jay, from Hocus Pocus, stopping in here very shortly. We have the D-team and more, so there's all kinds of fun on the horizon. So before I officially kick off the show here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz, that's J-O-N. D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always subscribe to our latest shows using Stitcher Radio or iTunes, and get the latest shows right there in your device, your tablet, and more, and listen to our latest shows right there through Stitcher Radio and iTunes. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, all the information out of the way, it is Halloween weekend. We're getting ready to get in those costumes, go trick-or-treating, and have all kinds of fun. So because of that, I'm going to treat it a little bit different here this week. I'm not going to go ahead and do news hot off the D-wire. Instead, I'm going to give you some stories here this week. One is going to be slightly scarier, and one's going to be a little more lighthearted fair. So we're going to just delve right into that and make it fun for all of you D-heads. So let's just take a breath, have a moment and pause, and let's get ready for a spooky, scary story as we continue on with Halloween here this week at Diz Radio. This one is called The Tunnel of Terror. All right, let me make it a little more scary. The Tunnel of Terror. No way, Rachel said. You guys go. I'll wait out here. She put her hand on the sun-heated railing outside the Tunnel of Terror ride. Come on, Penny said. It'll be fun. And we already went on the rides that you wanted. Yeah, Trisha said, rubbing her shoulder. We did the bumper cars twice just because you wanted to! I don't even like them! Come on!" It can't be that scary, Penny said. Rachel looked at the ride. The whole thing was indoors. But it was the middle of the day. The sun was high, and she figured there would be some cracks of light peeping in. And she could always close her eyes, so she took a deep breath. (gasps) Then, as air flowed from her lungs, she managed to say, Okay. Super! Penny rushed around the railing. Great! Trish grabbed Rachel's arm and ran towards the entrance. Is it scary? Rachel asked as she gave her ticket to the old man who was sitting at the stool at the entrance. The man shrugged. It's up to you. He dropped her ticket in the plastic bucket. But we always give you what you pay for. Before Rachel could ask what he meant, she was herded inside by her friends. In the dark, she could barely see the cars as they came along the track. As the first car stopped, Penny and Trish jumped in. Rachel rushed forward, but there was no room. Hey, she called, but the car was rolling. Rachel jumped into the next one and pulled down the safety bar. She didn't want to get too far separated from her friends. It it won't be bad, she said, speaking out loud to bolster her courage. It's just going to be some mechanical monsters or some stuff painted on the walls. Maybe some dummies with fake blood. The car moved towards a pair of wooden doors. In the dim light, Rachel could see the brush strokes in the flat black paint. Ahead, Penny and Trisha's car pushed open the door, and the vanished inside. Here it goes, Rachel thought on her own as she reached the door and pushed it open with a dull thud. As the door slammed behind her, Rachel entered a darkness so deep it was as if the world had never known such a thing as vision. The dark interior was beyond blackness, a cave within a cave wrapped in a shroud of velvet. Only the jostling of the car let Rachel know that she was moving. Penny? She shouted out, listening for the sound of another car or the giggles of her friends. Trish? Her words seemed unable to travel beyond the darkness. She heard no answer. The car spun suddenly, turning sharply to the left and shooting forward. Rachel screamed as she found herself face to face with a grinning skull. The jaws of the skull opened wide, then snapped shut. (slap) Rachel grabbed a safety bar to keep it from leaping out of her seat. Before her scream ended, the car spun away, leaving the image burned into her vision as the blackness returned. Get a grip, she told herself. It's all make-believe. She felt foolish for screaming. All she'd seen was a piece of plastic shaped like a bone. Nothing real. No true terrors. The car lurched again. A man rose up with an axe in his hands. The screams burst from Rachel's lungs. The car spun back into blackness, then shot almost instantly toward another chamber, where a hand thrust Rachel forward, and she forced shut her eyes. She gripped the bar with both hands and thought about it running from the car. Even in her panic, she understood that this would be too dangerous. I'll wait, she said. She knew she could get through this with her eyes closed. The car lurched, through shut lids, Rachel sensed a brief flash of brightness. She pulled one hand from the bar and covered her eyes, trying to screen out even the faintest hint of what lie in front of her. Something brushed her face. String, she thought. That's it. Dangling pieces of string. And another lurch, leading to another flash. And another. Soon, Rachel thought, not much longer. It was a cheap ride in a cheap amusement park. There was no way that the ride would last much longer. And it didn't. A few more lurches forward as she bumped the car, pushed through another pair of swinging doors. Rachel quickly dropped her hand and opened her eyes. The car was back at the start of the ride. She stumbled off and went through the door marked with an exit sign. Bright light made her blink. Cool, Penny said. Kinda cheesy, Trish said. She looked at Rachel. Well, Rachel shrugged. It was okay. As she walked along the railing, the ticket man smiled at her. Then he closed both eyes tight for an instant. Rachel turned away from him. He knows, she thought, but he couldn't. And he even if he did, so what? Come on, Rachel said, tapping Penny on the shoulder. How about the bumper cars again? What do y- you? The words froze in Rachel's mouth as Penny glanced back toward her. Penny's flesh had turned ancient and wrinkled. Her teeth were yellow and broken, and her hair was nothing more than wispy strands of white. Rachel gasped and her closed her eyes when she opened them. Everything was normal. What? Penny asked. Is something wrong? No. Rachel shook her head instantly, and she looked away. My imagination, she thought. The ride just made me imagine that. She stared at the tree, a cross, and a man hung from the lowest branch. A thick rope circled his neck, and he swung slowly in the breeze. A buzzard sat on his shoulder, and Rachel gasped and pointed. She looked towards her friends, then back at the tree. The image vanished. In her head, Rachel had heard the words of the ticket man. We always give you what you pay for. Rachel realized she was still pointing, her eyes locked on her fingers. Her own hand turned to fleshless bone. She thrust it from her sight and looked down towards the ground. A screaming face rose from the earth at her feet. Rachel lifted her head towards the sky the clouds became heads with snakes for hair and fangs for teeth, Rachel stared straight ahead, afraid to shut her eyes again, afraid that any attempt to shut out the images would bring something even worse. As she took a step to catch up with her friends, she wondered how much longer this ride would last. Boom! All right, all of you D-heads. So there you go. A little bit of a scary story, something to get you jostled and going, and something to celebrate Halloween. I hope you're uh, releasing those hands from those little D-heads out there and uh, letting the clamminess kind of air out. So all of you D-heads, there you go. A little scary story. I have something a little bit less scary later on here in the show. But I'm, with that, I'm going to leave it go. You know, we're not going to do news here hot off the D-wire. It's fun. It's Halloween. We're making things great. We have the D-team style in here very shortly we have caitlin here with wdw and two with the latest from the walt disney world resort here this week and we also have nathan taking a look at what happened within disney history here this week so all of you d heads before i let you go and get back to the halloween fun and the trick-or-treating melee as we get ready for tobias from hocus pocus here I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by dvc-rental.com. And at dvc-rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation by booking your vacation with unused vacation club points through dvc-rental.com. There you can stay at the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom, and more, and save a ton of money that you can use on extra things at the park souvenirs and make those memories last and that's at dvc-rental.com so all of you d heads i hope i got you i hope it was a little bit of fun here and uh, let's get back to the halloween fun i'm gonna release the reins to the d team we have more halloween fun as we're celebrating the end of our not so scary halloween celebration here at the show be right back all of you d heads and uh take a break and maybe a handful of candy corn
4: rattlesnakes, hurricanes, tornadoes and quakes, frogs and worms and spiders and bees. Ha!
3: <laughs> nope,
4: they don't scare me. Ghosts and witches, goblins and goons, werewolves howling at the moon, bugs in the rugs and bats in the trees.
6: Nope. <laughs> They don't scare me.
4: Alone in the graveyard the stray dogs bite. Yo. Zombies dancing in the pale moonlight. Won't that give you a terrible fright?
6: Ha <laughs> ha! Nah, that doesn't scare me! but you are
5: <laughs>
4: you see? Gee, sure it's dark in here.
7: Oh. From Walt Disney Home Video, the Sanderson witches are flying into town. <gasps> and now everyone's in for a real treat. Greedy, little beggar. Winnie's the wickedest. Hello. Sarah's the sexiest. Would thou dance with me? And marries the hungriest. No time for
5: sniffing.
7: They're here to have some fun and practice a little witchcraft. If they could only get it right. She did
5: it.
7: Hocus Pocus on video cassette. Hello, this is Larry Bagby, and I was Ice or
11: Ernie, but Ice from Hocus Pocus, and this is Disney on Demand.
9: Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. The Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It street party is now officially the Move It, Shake It, Dance and Play It street party. As a part of the updated experience, guests can now vote on which songs they'd like to hear during the dance party. Some new characters like Phineas and Ferb and Stitch will also be there to dance with. Other interactive elements include the chance to see yourself on a party float. Just tag your pictures with Move It, Shake It Picks. If you haven't heard, Disney Parks has slowly been fading out the Photo Pass cards, and now it's official. By using your Magic Band or perk ticket, all of your Photo Pass pictures will be automatically synced on your My Disney Experience account. Videos from Tower of Terror and the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train will be there too. And if you've been to a Disney park in the last 45 days, your photos from that trip should be there as well. It will be so nice not to have to keep track of that Photo Pass card anymore. In downtown Disney, or Disney Springs news, a new restaurant has just been announced. Morimoto Asia will be a two-story pan-Asian restaurant featuring the recipes of Chef Masaharu Morimoto. He's thrilled to bring one-of-a-kind eating experiences to Disney in late 2015. Located at The Landing, formerly Pleasure Island, Morimoto Asia will have waterside seating, terraces, and a cocktail lounge. They also announced plans for an upscale dining experience called the Boathouse, which will feature steak, seafood, and a raw bar, as well as dessert cruises on the water. The Boathouse will open in the spring of 2015. And in holiday news, every night at the castle at 6.15, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, and Olaf will be on hand for a Frozen holiday wish, so make sure not to miss it. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly!
3: Back to back, ha 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 ha, belly to belly, yes my friends, back to back, ha 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 ha, belly to belly.
6: It was a zombie jamboree, Jamboree took place in the New York Cemetery. Cemetery. It was a zombie jamboree jamboree, took place in the New York Cemetery. Zombies from all parts of the island. Some of them were great calyxonians Since the season was carnival Oh, they got together in Bacchanal And they were singing Back to back, to belly, belly to belly Well, I don't give a damn Cause I'm stoned dead already Back to back, belly, belly to belly in the zombie jamboree One female zombie She's dancing out of the grave In one hand she's holding a quart of rum The other hand was knocking a conga drum You know the lead singer starts to make his rhyme While the other zombie is rocking in time One bystander he had this to say It was a thrill to see the zombies break away And they were singing back to the mall Belly to belly while I don't Back to back boom to back to belly, belly, to belly, to zombie to back to back they back to back to back to back belly back to belly, but I don't give a to Cause I'm stoned back back to back to back oh, belly belly, to belly, to zombie. To the, the Statue of Liberty zombie, Uptown, zombie, downtown Zombie, zombie, zombie Jamboree zombie, Ooh, zombie, Whoa, whoa, whoa zombie, Yeah, yeah There's zombie, a high-wire zombie Between the world trades A King Kong zombie On the Empire State But the biggest zombie's zombie, Tokyo zombie, to, zombie to Rome The zombie Zombie Jamboree, and they were singing back to back to back belly, belly to belly. to well, I don't give a damn, cause I'm already. back to back to back to back to back to back belly, belly to back belly, belly to to I to back 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 to back to back Smash some pumpkins? Nah. Well, then you want to look in windows and watch babes undress? It's three o'clock, they're undressed already. Well, then you think of something. I don't feel so good. Because you're eating too much candy, you oinker.
12: think <laughs> No,
6: Yo, witch, get your face off my shoe
12: Wrong boy, oh, sorry Winnie Why, why, why was I cursed with such idiot sisters? Just lucky, I guess Oh
4: man, how come it's always the ugly chicks that stay out late? Chicks we haven't much time left! We shall have to, we shall have to make a potion from memory!
6: Hey, let us out of here! We're really sorry. We think you're really cute.
11: Hey, this is Tobias Jelenic from Hocus Pocus, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi again, D-heads, and happy
8: Halloween to you all. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. As always, let's begin. We start out Disney history this week in 1892 when Elias Disney, the future father of Walt, paid $750 for a 25 by 125 corner lot at 2156 North Trip Avenue on the northwest side of Chicago. The area was first annexed into the city back in 1889 and is now a desirable location for working class families to build homes and lives of their own. In 1909, Thelma Boardman, the second voice of Minnie Mouse, is born. In 1942, actor Bob Hoskins is born in Suffolk, England. is known for his roles in such family films as Who Framed Roger Rabbit as Eddie, Hook as Smee, and Disney's A Christmas Carol as Mr. Fezziwig. In 1945, masketeer Dickie Dodd is born in Hermosa Beach, California. He was a first-season replacement masketeer and was hired for his musical talents. In 1947, actor Richard Dreyfuss, the voice of Centipede and er, Disney's 1996 James and the Giant Peach, is born in Brooklyn, New York. In 1950, funny man John Candy, the voice of Albatross Wilbur in Disney's 1990 The Rescuers Down Under, is born in Toronto, Canada. He also starred with Tom Hanks in 84 in the Walt Disney and Touchstone picture feature film Splash. Moving on to 1952, we have actress Annie Potts, who is the voice of Bo Peep in the first two Toy Story films, and the voice of Syrinx in Disney's TV series Hercules, is born in Franklin, Kentucky. In 1954, Walt Disney's very first television series, Walt Disney's Disneyland, named after his yet-to-be-completed park, premiered on ABC with the episode The Disneyland Story. About 30.8 million viewers tuned into what would be a TV tradition for more than 40 years. In 1966, at Disneyland's New Orleans Square, the new Pirates of the Caribbean River is filled with water for the first time, and the attraction will officially open March 18th of 67, one year later. In 1971, the Dapper Dans of Disney World performed their first show outside of Walt Disney World, an evening performance at a convention in Cocoa Beach. Also in 71, a 90-minute NBC TV special, the grand opening of Walt Disney World, showed the park to approximately 52 million viewers in the U.S. In 1972, Grammy Award-winning country singer-songwriter Brad Paisley is born in Glendale, West Virginia. His song, Nobody's Fool, appeared on the Cars 2 movie soundtrack in 2012. Also, Paisley performed at Disney California Adventures' grand opening of Cars Land and in the Disney Park's Christmas Day Parade. In 1980, Annette Funicello, Cubby O'Brien, Tommy Cole, Sherry Alberoni, and Dickie Dodd join other masketeers wearing black ears and white shirts on a soundstage in Burbank, California to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the original Mickey Mouse Club. In 1992, Disney's 91 animated hit, Beauty and the Beast, is released on VHS and Laserdisc. In 93, Tim Burton's animated fantasy, The Nightmare Before Christmas, debuted in U.S. theaters. In 1996, Toy Story is released on VHS and Laserdisc. In 1997, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad aired on the Disney Channel, four days after it had been announced that Disney World is closing the classic Mr. Toad attraction in Fantasyland. In 1997, ABC TV's The Wonderful World of Disney aired the movie The Tower of Terror for the first time. Starring Steve Guttenberg and Kirsten Dunst, a disgraced reporter investigated an abandoned luxury hotel where five people mysteriously disappeared 60 years earlier. It's an early attempt at turning a theme park park attraction into a Disney movie. In 2003, when hinges creak in doorless chambers, strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with foolish delight. I'm talking about none other than the Haunted Mansion. And in 2003, a Disney multimedia Haunted Mansion display greeted travelers at Grand Central Terminals Vanderbilt Hall in New York City. The free exhibit celebrated, celebrated the release of the brand new movie. In 2004, since I'm from St. Louis, a little Cardinals news. The Boston Red Sox win their first World Series championship since 1918 with a 3-0 victory over the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis. Immediately following the game, pitchers Kurt Schilling, Pedro Martinez, and slugger David Ortiz took a look into television cameras and beamed the famous words, I'm going to Disney World. Because of this, they became the latest sporting champions to be honored as spokespeople in the world-famous Disney commercial. In 2005, the world premiere of Chicken Little took place at the El Capitan-, Capitan Theater in Hollywood, California. Chicken Little is a computer animated comedy loosely based on the fable The Sky is Falling. In 2009, Disney's computer-animated Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure is re- is released direct-to-DVD, and it was a sequel to the 2008 Tinkerbell movie, which featured the voice of Mae Whitman as Tink. And closing out this Halloween week in Disney history, in 2012, Wreck-It Ralph, a 3D computer-animated film produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Pictures, world premieres. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learn something new maybe you didn't know. I hope you and all your families have a fantastic Halloween. Make it memorable and stay safe. Have a great week, and see you real soon.
3: Monsters everywhere. I bet you wonder why do we scare. Come with us, but don't you blink. We'll miss our work at Monsters Inc. This is Monsters Inc. This is Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Monsters give children quite a scare. This is Monsters Inc. We're not as mean as you think. We live by the code. We only scare because we care. We're scared to make our energy sink. That's our work at Monsters Inc. i water noose. I run this place. We scare kids cold, then leave without a trace. And
4: I am red with a camouflage skin, causing so much fear your head will spin. This is Monster Zink.
3: This is Monster Zink. Monster Zink. Monster Zink. Monster Zink. Monster Zink.
4: In this place we called work. We scare and make children go berserk. At our job, we take so much pride,
3: knowing we make children scream and cry. Through, Through those closet, closet doors, we scare children more and more. Sneak up, up, and, up, and, and, up and, and let out a huge, massive, massive roar.
4: roar. It's in my zing, closet. Sneak and slink. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. I said it once. I said it twice. Paperwork is my vice. I'm watching you file your paperwork, right?
3: Well, everybody shriek! Everybody shriek! It's our work. In- hey, I'm
4: Mike, with a one big eye. I'm the assistant to this big guy.
3: Hey, I'm Sully, with the blue and purple fur. I hold the record as the best scarer. This is Boo! She's a human, too! She got her name, because she always yells, Boo! This is Monster Zink! This is Monster Zink! Monster Zink! Zink! Monster Zink! Thing. Monster Zink! Monster Zink! Zink! Attention monsters everywhere! Children are deadly, so beware while you're scared. If a kid touches you, then yell right away, so you can be hosed down by the CTA. Monsters, Inc., we make energy by scaring kids so expertly. Everywhere you look, there seems to be another spook. Going through a closet door to make some children scream. This is Monsters, Inc., everybody shriek. Can you believe we do this seven days a week? We have monsters who have come from everywhere to see how well that they can scare. This is Monster This is Monster Zink. Monster Zink. Monster Zink. This is our job, but we're not mean.
4: We just make energy by using kids' screams. Today is Halloween, and Disney Channel wants you to prepare for 24 hours of back to back scare. First, watch Playhouse Disney for some Halloween whimsy. There's Pooh and Bear and the Wiggles, too. This is silly. Then JoJo and Stanley and Ollie. Pooh! Then Disney Channel brings you Minnie and Mickey. Wow, the Recess Gang gets a bit tricky. There's Lilo and Stitch Ooh. and Kim and a sitch. We're talking Halloween, so don't lose your head. Let's do this. Watch the Prouds instead. Ah! Then see Ray as a bunny and Louis acting funny. And Raven shows how to look like a cow. Then get horrified. I'm a little freaked out. When Lizzie gets zombified. So spend Halloween with Disney Channel this year and see 24 hours of back-to-back beer. Watch it Friday, Scare Day. Happy Halloween. And now back to Disney
7: Channel's (laughs) Ha Ha Haunted Halloween.
0: Listening to Disney on Demand's annual not-so-scary month-long celebration. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs>
1: All right, Head, so I am back once again, and I hope you're enjoying our Halloween celebration here as we're closing down our month-long Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. Thank you once again to Caitlin and Nathan for stopping in here this week as part of the D-Team. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can drop them a line, shoot them an email. Don't worry, they don't bite. Well, it is Halloween, so maybe this week they might bite, but not any other week. So all of you D-Heads, I hope you're having fun here this week as we're having all kinds of fun. And remember, you can always visit our official website for some extra trick-or-treat things this week only. Go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com slash Trick or Treat. Yes, it's DizRadio.com D-I-Z Radio.com Slash Trick or Treat. And we have some special goodies for you there. From pumpkin stencils all the way through to some special MP3s some wallpapers and more. And you can get that, as I said again, at DizRadio.com slash Trick or Treat. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, as we continue on here, I mentioned that the first story was a little scary, so let's do something a little more lighthearted. So as we continue on with our Halloween fun here this week, let's go into something that's a little more fun for those toddlers for all of you D-Heads, and something I like to call Old Jack. Once upon a very long time ago, there lived a great big pumpkin. I can remember walking down that old country road and seeing that poor old pumpkin just sitting in the pumpkin patch. Nobody else wanted him because he was just too big and it would have been too much work to clean and carve him. Ah, old Jack. He sure was a handsome pumpkin. I decided right then and there that I just had to have that pumpkin. I picked up that pumpkin and carried him all the way home, all by myself. He was a very heavy Pumpkin, and I just about broke my back getting him home, but I made it safely. I lived in an old log cabin all by myself. I was a lonely old fellow way back then, and it was just me and my old black cat Bumpkins. Me and Bumpkins go way back. He was just a tiny kitten when he showed up on my doorstep one Halloween night many years ago. And do you want to know something? Bumpkins was the only one that has turned up on my doorstep ever since for Halloween. Over the years, I've bought bags and bags of candy, and no one came. I was sad to see all that candy go to waste. But more than anything else, I wanted to see some more happy faces around here for Halloween. I had all but given up on Halloween this one year, and I had decided that I wasn't going to carve a pumpkin that year at all. I also decided that I wasn't going to shell out any candy. I was bound and determined that I wasn't going to celebrate Halloween that year. That was until I had spotted old Jack in that pumpkin patch. I couldn't believe no one had picked that huge pumpkin from the patch, and as soon as I had spotted old Jack, I knew that this Halloween was going to be the best one ever. Old Bumpkins quite approved of my choice for that year's jack-o'-lantern. As soon as Bumpkins laid eyes on Jack, he let out a loud, happy meow, and it was love at first sight. Bumpkins and I tenderly carved old Jack out with care, and he turned out perfectly. His tiny smile radiated a special glow when I sent him outside on my porch and lit the candle. I had no sooner lit the candle right there on my front doorstep when all kinds of happy faces were coming around me. I was so happy myself, I had tears coming out of my eyes as I shelled out candy to them with one after another. Trick or treat, trick or treat. Old Jack saved Halloween that year. And since then, I kept the seeds from where that pumpkin was, And following spring, I planted them in my garden. Every year now, all my jack-o'-lanterns are part of old Jack. And I've never been a lonely Halloween person again. So all VD heads, there you go. Something fun, lighthearted, the story of old Jack, and definitely fun ones. And I hope you're enjoying our Halloween celebration here. Coming up very shortly, we have none other than Tobias Jelinek stopping in here at the show. You know him as Jay from Disney's cult classic Hocus Pocus. We also have the return of Lexi. Yes, our D-team member from Down Under, and she's going to stop in with the Hollywood Walk. And we also have Paige with the Magical Music Review, as she's going to look a little bit deeper into Disney's spooky music this Halloween. So, all VD heads, with that said, I hope you're enjoying our Halloween celebration as we're closing in on the final episode of our not so scary Halloween month long celebration. So, all VD heads, don't light any black flame candles, get ready for those trick or treaters, prep up your costumes, and I'm going to release the reins to the D team. And the next time I'm back, I'm going to be reminiscent about a favorite, Hocus Pocus, with Tobias Jelinek. Be right back, all VD heads.
3: Cruella Deville, if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To see her is to take a sudden chill. Cruella, Cruella Deville. The curl of her lips, the ice in her stare, all innocent children had better beware. She's like a spider waiting for the kill. Look out for Cruella de Vil At first you think Cruella is the devil But after time has worn away the shock You come to realize You've seen her kind of eyes Watching you from underneath a rock (laughs) This vampire bat This inhuman beast She ought to be locked up And never released the world was such a wholesome place until Cruella Cruella de
5: Vil <laughs>
3: like a spider waiting for the kill Look out for Cruella DeVille <laughs> At first you think Cruella is the devil But after time has worn away in a shock You come to realize You've seen her kind of eyes Watching you from underneath the rock This vampire bat This inhuman beast she ought to be locked up and never released. The world was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella de Ville, or oh, Cruella, Cruella, Cruella,
4: Cruella de Hello, kiddies. it's me, John Casir, the voice of the Cripkeeper, and you're listening to Disney on Demand.
13: Places, <laughs> everybody. This is a tape.
12: What right is that? And one, two, two.
0: Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk.
14: D-Heads, it's been a while since I've been on the show. Thank you so much for all of your support and for putting up with me during this tough time. But I'm feeling much, much better and am so happy to be back here. I am ready to go. And I'm especially happy to be part of Diz Radio's annual Halloween special. Now, Halloween is not as crazy down here in Oz, but let me tell you, we are definitely getting more into it. I'm going dressed as a fairly unique Disney character, I think, Mm, the feather duster from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) It should be a fun night. Before that, however, this week's special guest is a fantastic Disney Halloween actor. Tobias Jelinek was a big part of the Hocus Pocus film, along with Sarah Jessica Parker. We all love that one. It's one of Disney's classics it must have been so fabulous to be around all those ghouls and ghosts and get to be part of a special kind of Disney magic Halloween magic. (laughs) Okay, so I'll keep this week's rundown short and sweet because I know everyone wants to get out there and enjoy their trick-or-treating. So in Hocus Pocus Tobias was best buds with ice. Together the two made the bullies of the film And that's just part of the fun, isn't it? Now, the bully theme stuck with Tobias for a bit because four years later, he played a member of a motorcycle gang in Batman and Robin in 1997. And now more recently, this week's special guest has worked on a range of short films and is a regular in L.A. Theatre. This includes the play Terminator 2, Judgment Play. (laughs) Sounds pretty fun. Also, last year Tobias lent his talents to another film. He plays Seth Bernstein in The Golden Scallop*. Now this is a mockumentary based on the three best fried fish restaurants in the Northeast, gathering for the 43rd annual Golden Scallop Championships. <laughs> I definitely have to see that one. So, thank you Tobias. Without you, Disney would definitely not be the same. And happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs)
5: Use thy voice,
6: Sarah! Fill the sky! Bring the little brats to die!
12: (laughs) Come, little children, I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment.
4: Can we go home now? No.
1: Let's
6: just go this way. Ding, 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 ding. Stop and pay the toll, kid. Ten chocolate bars, no licorice. Dump out your sack.
4: Drop dead. More.
6: Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Yo, twerp, how'd you like to be hung off that telephone pole?
4: Yeah. I'd just like to see you try. Because it just so happens I've got my big brother with me. Ooh.
6: Nah. <laughs> Hollywood! Oh, oh, no! Oh! <laughs> so, you're doing a little trick-or-treating. Ding dong! Woo! <laughs> I'm just taking my little sister around. Mm, that's nice. Whoa, I love the costume. Yeah. But
4: what are you supposed to be? A new kid on the block? <laughs> <laughs> For
6: your he's
4: a little leaguer. Whoa! Whoa. I'm little leaguer. Whoa! <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah. Wait a minute. Everybody pays the toll.
4: Stuff it, zip face.
6: Why you little? Hey! Ice. Here. Get down.
12: Come on, Daniel, let's go.
5: Church. Oh, <laughs>
0: In Hollywood, the shoes fit
4: great.
5: <laughs>
0: Lights. Camera. Action! It's
1: time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. Alright all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And all month long we've been celebrating our not-so-scary Halloween celebration. And no Halloween celebration would be complete without the family favorite Hocus Pocus. And with us here this week is somebody that you know from a variety of different things. Young and the Restless, Shameless, Southland. But you also know him as Ice's little buddy, Jay, the ringleader of it all. We have Tobias Jelnick here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hello, hello. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, we've already had Ice on and it's, it's the kind of thing where, all right, you got to have the other half. You got to have the person that uh, kind of was the ringleader, the the mouth of it all. I like to say. Um, you know, I guess with with, with that, um, before we jump into hocus pocus, I always like to ask every single person this because every story is different. What got you into acting?
11: Ah, uh, you know what got me? I started acting uh, in preschool. My goodness, my my parents started a, a school in Santa Barbara. Uh, called the Waldorf school. And from first grade on, I was performing, uh, on stage. So that's really where my, my love for acting began. And, uh, you know, I still, I still love live performance to this day. So that's where it started.
1: Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing where, like you said, you've been doing it for so long then, it just kind of is like second nature and you've done so many different things. Now, with acting at such a young age and going into the mature roles and items like that, I guess, do you ever recall that uh, early on, um, I guess, audition process, you know, that, that early stages where you were kind of more self-aware? Did you ever get any, uh, I guess, get scared or nervous or that butterflies in the stomach kind of thing or were, or were you just a natural at that point?
11: Well, you know, it's 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 rather interesting because Hocus Pocus was my first film audition, first TV audition. It was my first anything. Um I, I was doing theater in Santa Barbara and uh, apparently a Disney scout saw me on stage and I I do remember somebody coming up to me afterward and saying I really enjoyed your performance. Uh you know, I'm going to be keeping you in mind. I didn't really think much of it, but then uh we got a call and there was some film called Hocus Pocus and they wanted me to come in. And, uh, you know, because I didn't have any previous experience, it was, I just remember being very excited. You know, it was one of these cattle calls where a bunch of kids went in. Uh, and, and I remember by the time I got back home in Santa Barbara, we had a voicemail, uh, on the machine saying, we're gonna call you back in. And that was the start. I remember that there were months between the first audition in the callback and all I had to go off of was the character breakdown where it said Jay listened to Guns N' Roses. And I remember from my summer job I was like derooting grass on my father's, uh, school there was a basketball court. I was pulling grass with headphones on just listening to Guns N' Roses on repeat. And, uh, then I had the callback and got the part. <laughs> so that was the beginning. It was all, I mean, to be honest, what a fantastic way to be introduced to the world of filmmaking and, and, uh, you know, how magical it can be because Hocus Pocus definitely was that. Uh, you know, the, the entire filming was, you know, with, was such a fantastic experience and then to see how it's lived on and 21 years later, you know, I have friends who now, uh, you know, have four or five year olds and it's this whole new generation of kids loving Hocus Pocus. It's, it's quite a trip.
1: <laughs> well definitely you know and like you said it's the kind of thing where you had the character breakdown and let's I, you, you gotta face it you know 1993 guns and roses leather jacket that your your outfit was uh the sign of the times let's just say that
11: oh yeah yeah originally it was going to be a kilt and then it was like ah, oh, you know let's just flip a flannel around <laughs> that was, that's where i remember kenny ortega came up with that and uh i do remember in the original script we got to ride motorcycles. I remember. Unfortunately, that was taken up, but I remember being very. I was like, "Oh, great!" You know, there's this whole side plot uh you know where we we had this like motorcycle race off but it got cut in the end
1: (laughs) well you know and and i guess another thing too you said you know many of your kids are passing it down our friends are passing it down to their kids you know same thing for myself i mean i have four kids and my kids just they love hocus pocus it's kind of like a staple now and even though even though your role is humorous for all of us adults let's just say my eight-year-old is why are they so mean to him (laughs) Right? I mean, I know, I mean, we get
11: left in the ca- I remember the first time I saw that, you know, and then we got- we're just left in the cages, the last thing you see in the film, singing out, know, row, 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 but, you know, I mean, that's why we gotta have a sequel. You know, something's <laughs> gotta happen to Jay and Ernie after they get out of the cages.
1: Definitely. Now, I guess, you know, working on the film too, um, you know, that was a time in Hollywood that was different. It was, there wasn't so much CGI. It was the early stages kind of, I guess it was the uh, same year as Jurassic Park. So it was still like really early stages of all that stuff. So Hocus Pocus was kind of one of those last films that really used, you know, just, I guess, old school movie making methods, you know, I, I mean, there was, it was just a lot of fun things like that. And working on with such a cast, you know, Bette Midler and Kathy and all them. And of course, you know, your sidekick, did were you in? Uh, were you and Larry? Were you guys actually really tight on an offset? Because all your scenes were together?
11: You know, um, I instantly took a liking to Larry when, when we went in for the callback. Uh, he and I went in together. And I remember we were in the casting room alone. I, I remember, uh, Cast went outside to get Kenny Ortega. And I remember Larry doing this headstand. I think he was very excited. what was happening. And, and I just instantly fell in love with the guy. Um, you know, th- th- Larry was, Larry was fantastic. Uh, I remember when we first arrived in Salem, that was the first, the first thing we did was the graveyard scene where we pop up and meet Max. And, uh, I remember the night before being in our hotel room just practicing the scene over and over again together. And, and, uh, that's where we came up with my laugh. I remember doing the laugh. He's like, you gotta keep that thing. That's, that's perfect for this. And, uh, and I remember we had this brilliant idea. We're like, what if Jay doesn't understand Max when he says he's from LA and he has to clarify by saying Los Angeles and right? Let's do it. We asked we asked can he like give it a shot and you know, ended up making the film. So it was you know, working with Larry was uh you know, my first collaboration on film, like just seeing how you know the potential of taking something off the page and then seeing it as a final product. Is so much fun. It's it's a big part of why we do this work.
1: Definitely, you know, and you guys really worked well together. You know, going back and forth on the film, which is always, you know, it, when you have the chemistry, it makes the film that much better. And I guess looking back at the film too, there's so many great subplots and things like that. And it is a family Halloween film. And with that, you know, 21 years later, looking back at it, did you ever think you would have this cult following where? it's one of those that is now, it's a staple. I mean, it is up there. People are like, I got to watch Great Pumpkin. I got to watch Halloween and Hocus Pocus. You know, absolutely not.
11: I mean, that's, I have to tell you, that's, uh, you know, been one of the fantastic surprises. I think, I think we don't know where the, you know, when these films are going to become, you know, they'll either have a cult following or they'll have some kind of cultural iconic, uh, you know, quality that, that, Survived the decade and i think hocus pocus was a little late like catching on you know i mean it it uh i you know i i the past few years i'd say actually the past five years with facebook is is where i've really noticed what an impact it's had on people's lives where i have people you know hit me up usually around halloween time and um i i think we're so fortunate you know when when a film does kind of you know, retained it, it becomes a part of our cultural story and, and uh, it is something we can pass on to the generation. But I had no idea. it would, <laughs> I don't think anybody could, you know, when it first came out.
1: Well, definitely, you know, and it made that shift where it was going to be, a you know, a television movie then ended up going to the big screen. And, you know, I guess looking back uh, at the film and being on set and all those things like that, I guess, you know, working with that, were there any, uh, I guess, hijinks or fun or anything like that that happened off camera that, are just those little tokens you're going to take back with you, you know, for years and years, the comma is just remembering these little, uh, I guess, nuggets off to the side. That is just something special to you. You know,
11: Larry Bagby started bringing his high eight camera onto set. And this was the time when you could get away with something like that, because you weren't afraid that whatever, you you know, was captured would end up on social media. So he had this prosumer high eight camera and, uh I still i have to tell you I would love to see that he put together a little film uh that was that was a real gem, but I remember this day on set, and this goes to show bet really didn't know who we were that well, but <laughs> we were off on the side when we were shooting the witches in the Sanderson house, and Larry had his camera up, and I'm standing next to them and it, it, there's this wonderful moment because he, he captured it on film where he thinks we're these two paparazzi photographers that somehow made it onto the set. And we were, you know, we were capturing some behind the scenes footage. So that was always a lot of fun. Just remembering that moment when Beth thought we were paparazzi, you know, breaking onto the set. And uh, I also remember the first scene I, I shot with Bette was when we were uh, sitting on the car and there's the toilet paper tree and we've got these bags of candy and, and Kenny Ortega comes up to me and he says, okay, so Bet Sarah, Jessica, and Kathy are going to be standing over there with their backs to you and uh, you're sitting here on the car and you just, you know, they'll start walking away and you say, you know, how come it's always the ugly chicks that stay out late? And then Bet Midler comes in. And I've got Bet Midler there and and we start the scene and I've got I say my line and you've got Bet Midler turning around with her witch eyes and she's twitching her head and she's saying, Chicks you know, and it was this it was this moment where I thought I had I had a set bet. And uh I remember we had to do it a few more times, but as a as a fifteen year old meeting someone like Bet Midler for the first time, I remember I you know, it it just kinda it, it, it was um, it, it was a little frightening to have Bett Miller as the witch, you know, staring at you that way. So that that was one thing. Um, you know, uh, another just another little story. Um, the the one regret I have uh, during the production of Hocus Pocus is Omri Katz had just turned sixteen, and I remember he showed up on set with this shining. Vintage VW bus and he was listening to the Grateful Dead quite a bit and there was one weekend where he and Kenny Ortega were going up to Northern California to watch the Grateful Dead, the original band and I didn't go and I, I do regret that because I know Kenny Ortega was friends with the drummer and they ended up going over to his house later and I can only imagine what kind of a party that would have been but that's the one thing I wish I had done, gone up in that VW bus with Omri Cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, all right, what could have happened? What may have happened? And, and of course, you know, I mean, come on, everybody, you know, the Grateful Dead, the, they're iconic in themselves.
11: Yes. Are you kidding? Yeah. And I they can yeah, we got Kenny Ortega, who I don't know where he knew them from, but, uh, he was, yeah, Kenny was, was fantastic. He really was a great for, you know, director to be working with coming out of the (laughs) gate. And then I do remember, I didn't really know who Sarah Jessica Parker was. Remember, this was earlier in her career. So I remember the one thing I knew is that she was with Matthew Broderick. So I remember the day he called for her on set and I was a huge fan of Ferris Bueller's day off. And that was the moment she became larger than life. The fact that Ferris Bueller was calling for her on the phone uh, was was <laughs> was was a pretty big deal to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there's always those moments of awe, especially you know, like you said, that's one of your uh, biggest, you know, uh, first films and things like that. And I guess looking back at the entire cast and things like that, do you ever run across anybody anymore, or just bump into them in places, or anything like that, or is it kind of? Everyone kind of parted ways, but they're all part of this, you know, cult classic. You know,
11: I stay in touch with Larry Bagby. When I, you know, I uh, I went off to college and uh, was living in New York for a while. And one of the first persons I called when I arrived in Los Angeles was Larry Bagby. And we got got together and went for a hill talk at, you know, every now and again and uh, talk about, you know, the web series we're going to create for Jay and Ernie. Um he you know and that's that's the wonderful thing that I certainly enjoy about filmmaking is you have these you know you know maybe three months long where you get together and you have this temporary family and you form these these bonds, and it's wonderful when they do survive um i you know that he's really the only person i've I've stayed in touch with but uh it, it and I, and I think that's also just a testament you know it's like you get together you You make something that may or may not last, and you don't necessarily see anybody. Again, some of them you will, but
1: not always. Definitely. Well, you know, there's a couple more things I might tackle with Hocus Pocus in a bit. But, of course, you know, you're not just stuck in 1993 walking around with flannels and leather jackets. You know, you have had a variety of other things, too. Like I've mentioned, you know, Young and the Restless and Shameless and Southland. And, of course, you know, you're going to be getting a lead role as well. And that's going to be coming out for a nice sci-fi film if you want to let everybody in on that.
11: Yeah, I, I I'm I'm very excited about this. It's uh you know it's a film, it's actually a four-part sci-fi film noir series uh called Fire City. And the first film centers around uh my character named Vine Adam. Uh he's a demon who decides to save an innocent human girl. And um it, it uh, it's a fantastic world that's been created uh in part in large part by Tom Woodruff Jr., who's an Oscar-winning uh, visual effects designer. So you have a lot of practical effects and demons and creatures uh, that live amongst humans. So it's um, it, it's a fantastic story, fantastic world, and it's it's actually due to come out later this fall. So uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see see it all come together, and uh, yeah, definitely check that out. You know, it it it, it, sh- it should be special.
1: Well, you know, and something like that too, where it's the lead role. You know, there's all that pressure, and being four parts. And come on, you can't go wrong with, you, I guess, practical. I'm a big fan of practical effects. So practical effects and a sci-fi series, and you know, you've already sold me on it.
11: <laughs> yeah, well, the trailer, the trailer is out, so that's a, a good way just to get a taste of the world. And uh, you know, that's why I, I like, you know, I remember in the trailer, I just love it. You know, it's like in a world where demons live. Amongst humans and feed off their misery, they've never starved until now. That's it. That's the film. That's how it begins, you know?
1: Now, aside, aside from film, you know, like you said, you, you know, you work on a film, you're part of this family and things like that. But that also brings me to something else that I really enjoy. And that's, you know, live performances and live theater and live stage shows. And you've been part of that kind of stuff as well. Um, and you, I, I, I can't even describe it. I guess I'll let you describe it. But it seems pretty, uh pretty fun, interactive. And uh, I guess all kinds of fun that's still going on in your area as well. Correct?
11: Yeah, I, I, I've absolutely enjoyed it, live interactive theater. Uh, it was part of the, uh, original cast for this, you know, popular LA show, Point Break Live, where I pay, played, uh, Bodie Patrick Swayze. And it's a, a pretty crazy show where we cast, uh, the Johnny Utah Keanu character out of the audience every night. People get up to audition and the audience picks their Keanu and then We do the entire film with skydiving, surfing, tsunamis, bank robberies, and, uh, it's fun because it's always different, always unpredictable, and there's a lot of interfacing right in the audience where, you know, the show is not kept on the stage, but it goes, you know, into the crowd and then even into the street. So, uh, it, it was a lot of fun because, uh, theater like this shows what's possible and I think a lot of people we do crave live interaction and it's it's fun, especially in this day where we're more and more glued to our smartphones to uh interface with a live crowd and I think with live actors. Um so it's something I definitely plan to you know keep pursuing and, and you know keep active in my life.
1: Definitely you know and with live theater is uh I guess do you get that thrill and kind of that that high off of just it's right there? You're getting the reaction right away. No two nights are the same. Is that something that you really find to be thriving as opposed to you know working your lines and getting ready for a take and resetting? You know, live theater just has that unpredictability. Is that something that you just really you know do you get that that jolt from that?
11: Yeah, I uh, I, I I always love the unpredictability of theater, and and I uh, you know to be honest, I. I think they're different beasts. I, I love film and television acting, but it's also wonderful getting to also talk to people after a live show, and you get to talk about the experience, and you realize it's it's different for everybody. And uh, it, what's what's fun is it's it's you're not just acting to a camera, but you are reacting to people's laughter. You're reacting to m- mistakes that happen in the moment, and that was a big part of this show. Is Everything is a part of the show. Somebody yells, it becomes a part of the show. Somebody falls, it becomes part of the show. And uh, you know, it just reminds you that there is no failure. Uh, it's and that's, I think, a part of where a lot of laughs come in live shows like this. Is uh, you know, everything is everything is allowed.
1: Now, I guess, I guess, moving forward too, and uh, you know, so many different things you've been part of, and bringing it back home around to. Uh, Hocus Pocus and all that stuff. And everybody's talking about the Hocus Pocus sequel. And this is something that everybody continues to talk about. There's been rumors about it. Uh, We talked with Larry Bagby about it. I guess, what is your take on a sequel? And would you be opposed to, uh, I guess, seeing what happens with, you know, with uh, Jay and and Ice uh, hanging in those cages? Okay.
11: This is a very big question. You know that. Because we've all, we've all heard the rumors about sequels over the years. You know, the latest I've heard, which I have to say I'm a big fan of, is Tina Fey's production company is gonna make Hocus Pocus too. I mean, it, it's out there. Now, obviously, we have to know what happens to Jay, what happens to Ice, do they get out of those cages? I mean we, I'm just saying the question needs to be answered, so um you know I'd be I, I you know I would love to see what that hocus Pocus two script looks like um, and uh yeah, I don't know like the story I heard is it, it picks up generations later, uh, so the saga continues, and it's you know the descendants of of Danny and max so uh yeah i don't, I, I I'd love to see it. And I, I personally would just love to, I'd love to work with Larry Bagby again. That's what it comes down to. I want to see Ice Shaped in the back of his head again.
1: <laughs> well, you know, not just that, but I, you know, I'd expect to see some long golden locks on your head again too.
11: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, well, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll put them back on. You know, that's what, you know, one thing that, that, w- that was funny about my hair is uh, when we shot Hocus Pocus, it was the one year I uh, decided to try surfing, and so every day we we weren't shooting, I was in Santa Barbara, out in the water. And over the course of the film, my hair got blonder and longer, and I, I and I remember I was I was tanned quite a bit too. So it was a real headache for hair and makeup. They kept having to darken my hair and and you know and and bring my face down a bit. So. It was a funny little... And you can notice it in the scenes later in the film. My hair's straighter, longer, blonder. It was funny.
1: Well, you know, I guess with a sequel, with Tina Fey, if they produced it, that would be fantastic. I would... Even if they don't pick up with any of the characters, everyone has to have some kind of cameo. But I do think, like, a little nod to Jay and Ernie would be at the end of the sequel, the very end before the credits, they pan back to a Sanderson sister's house, and have yourself and Larry still sitting in the cages as, like, grown men.
11: (laughs) That's that's probably the most brilliant option. I think we should probably be 80 years old, bald, you know, I mean, but somebody's been feeding us, the cat. You know, we've got a new cat that's feeding us, and, and we are still singing, row, 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 your boat.
1: That's probably the way yeah, it's it, it, it. Does doesn't doesn't have to make total sense, but it'd be that little nod for fans of the original where everyone would just laugh at that one moment. <laughs> it's at the end. It's
11: at you know, at the end of the credit roll. We're just still up there singing row, 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 the boat. That's what it is. That's
1: it. Well, and you know you know what would happen is and that would spawn everybody saying, Well well how did they stay there? What happened? What and then <laughs> you open up a whole new can of well now we gotta figure out what happened to these guys.
11: Then then of course we have the trilogy you know, and today today luckily we'll be able to have behind the scenes and there'll be you know, we could have a web series that kind of explains it. Who knows?
1: Any anything is possible. Look at what they did with the Lost Boys with all those films now all of a sudden, you know? It's anything can be wrapped up, you know? So I was, I was going to say, it all starts with the one, and then, hey, now it's a trilogy, now it's four, now it's five, and, you know, a lot of times people can't let go. They just love it.
11: <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, it's certainly been wonderful talking to fans over the years, and uh, I feel very fortunate to be a part of something that's that's made such an impact on people's experience of Halloween.
1: Well, you know, with that, I guess, uh, with it being Halloween, before we let you go, you know, you know you're know, you busy with everything else as well. Um, with it being Halloween, and of course, this is our Halloween episode. You know, we do a month-long Halloween celebration, but this being October 31st, Halloween, I guess, do you have one Halloween memory that's your favorite? Not necessarily from Hocus Pocus, just that, that one Halloween that is your absolute favorite? Ooh, let's see.
11: Um. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I want a good one for this. Oh, that's a good question, <laughs> though. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, when, when nothing comes to mind, the biggest thing I say then isn't because there isn't enough. It's because there's too many of them that you can't narrow it down.
11: <laughs> that's what it is. Halloween is definitely my favorite holiday because of the costumes uh, and because it's the night everyone gets to be somebody else in a way I think it's the ideal holiday for actors and it, it also just goes to show we we all have that imagination and that sense of play and I, I do love how Halloween brings it out in all of us.
1: Definitely. Well, you know, we know you're busy. So many different things on the horizon. You know, new lead role in the film coming out soon as well. And reminiscing about Hocus Pocus. So many other things. So I guess for all your fans out there, fans of Hocus Pocus, fans of just watching the banter of, you know, Jay and Ernie and always picking on everybody. Um, you know, passing it down to their kids. Is there any final words you want to leave out there for all the fans listening in?
11: Um. Ah, uh, gosh. Um I don't know. You know, I don't know that I have any, any, uh, any, any final words. Unfortunately, I can't think of anything. I, I think even just what I said before, how I, you know, I feel very lucky to be a part of something that, uh, you know, has become a part of our experience of Halloween. And it's, it's been a real pleasure talking to people about it over the years. And I look forward to, you know, I have an 11 week old boy. And I look forward to introducing him to Hocus Pocus when he's old enough. And it's it's fun to say I've been a part of something like this that's stuck around.
1: Definitely. You know, and, you know, congratulations on the uh, kids are wonderful. Um, I, I think the biggest, the biggest, hardest thing with Hocus Pocus that I should have brought up earlier is I have an eight-year-old daughter. And now she's reached the age where I think she's starting to wonder, does a virgin lighting the candle mean? <laughs> <laughs>
13: Exactly,
11: exactly. The one slip up. That's the one thing in the in the film. But that's I think a part of it's those little you know. It's the same thing with like with the Marshalls being there. You have a, a brother and sister playing husband and wife, and there's a wonderful balance of adult humor with all of the you know the fantastic things that that keep children interested year after year. You know, that's I think that's a great thing about this film. It has it has something for everybody, and it has for years.
1: Definitely. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, celebrate Halloween here with all the fans and all of our listeners, and you know, it was a pleasure having you on. And uh, you know, we always do Halloween twice a year, so we have our Summerween episodes. So maybe next year, you know, Larry was our Summerween guest this year. Maybe next year we can get uh, Jay and Ernie together to celebrate Summerween.
11: Well, we'll have to see if we can make that happen. Sounds like it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Definitely. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in once again. And, uh, you know, you're welcome back anytime.
11: Wonderful. Thanks a lot, Jonathan.
13: If you want to get a thrill, if you want to see the sights, jump right in. I got an unidentified flying object. Yeah! Let's go for a spin. Let's go in UFO we try and source a We'll glide across the sky Nobody will believe their eyes Just when they think they've seen us We'll zoom away to Venus One moment we're in Mexico Like that we're over Idaho Just tell me where you wanna go In my UFO We're going ufo we're trying salt supplies. We'll glide across the skies. Nobody will believe their eyes. Just when they think they've seen us, we'll zoom away to Venus. One moment we're in Mexico, like that we're old.
10: here with a special halloween magical music review these past few weeks we've been celebrating Diz radio's not so scary halloween celebration by looking at halloween music from the disney music library we've been to the parks and we've been to the house of mouse i mean villains whatever and now we head back to the 1940s to take a look at a story that has had 19 films and tv shows and 12 stage adaptions since its 1820 publication the legend of sleepy hollow and one of those 19 films were created by Walt Disney. Starting in 1946, Walt began production on his adaption, when he decided it would work better as a packaged film, and paired it with the already completed Wind in the Willows to create The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. The well-known Bing Crosby was cast as the narrator and performer for The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Disney regular Oliver Wallace was chosen to compose the music for the film. A film that's not always remembered, it's a perfect choice for our final Halloween segment this season. Follow me to Sleepy Hollow, New York, and let's wrap this Halloween with the music from the 1949 classic, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow.
3: <laughs> Feel free to sing along.
10: Bing Crosby sets up the film with a song to introduce our charming school teacher, Ichabod Crane. With the use of clarinets, violins, high and low brass, and flute, among others, to back up Mr. Crosby in the studio choir, the song is lighthearted. The melody has a little bounce to it that you can sway back and forth to. It's a short little tune, but so are all of the charts. It serves as a good introduction for Ichabod, giving us the townspeople's opinion on him, describing his appearance as well as his personality traits. Take a listen, and picture old Icky.
2: Odd Bodkins, get Look at that old spook of spooks.
5: Who's that coming down the street?
2: Are they shovels or are they feet?
9: Lean and lanky,
2: skin and bone, with clothes, a scarecrow, would hate to bone. Yet he has a certain air,
6: Devil. Master
2: was his name. Ichabod, Ichabod Crane.
5: Ichabod,
6: what a name!
2: Kind of odd,
6: but nice just the same. Funny pan, funny frame.
2: Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod may be quaint, may be odd and maybe be ain't. Anyway, there's no complaint. From Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. And though the arrival of the pedagogue gave rise to mixed emotions, the townspeople all agreed they'd never seen anyone like Ichabod, Ichabod Crane.
10: Even in a short film, Icky finds time to have a love interest, and her name is Katrina. Katrina is the most eligible young woman in Sleepy Hollow, with many men under the spell of her beauty and charm, but no one more so than Ichabod. Mr. Crosby sings this lovely little song to describe Katrina, just as he did for Ichabod. With more use from the woodwinds and violins to create a light melody, there is once again a chorus to accompany Mr. Crosby's voice. Katrina and Ichabod are an interesting pair. You've heard his song, now take a listen to Katrina's and create your own picture of this bell.
2: Once you have met that little coquette Katrina
5: You won't forget
2: Katrina But nobody yet has ever upset Katrina That cute coquette Katrina You can do more with Margaret or Helena or, Anne, or Angelina, but Katrina will kiss and run. Till her r- romance is fun, with always another one to start. And yet, when you met that little coquette Katrina, you've lost. Yet when you've met that little coquette, <coughs> You've
10: your heart. Now, our Ikki is quite a superstitious man, so when Brom Bones learns of this... Well, he just felt it was his duty to share the story of the legendary rider that haunts Sleepy Hollow, the Headless Horseman. The instrumentation is more on the ominous side, with lower notes in the strings and low brass present, along with some woodwinds for some runs, high brass, and percussion to keep the tempo moving along. Mr. Crosby and the chorus give a perfect account of the legendary rider, describing the spook for who he is and what his purpose is. They even provide the method to escape him. I'm starting to feel some chills. Mr. Crosby, do tell us the story of the Headless Horseman.
2: Just gam around, and I'll elucidate on what goes on outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees, they get together for their nightly jamboree. There's things with horns and eyes. Some with fangs about this size.
5: Some are fat, and some are thin.
2: And some don't even wear their skins. Oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on Halloween night. When spoons are a jamboree, they break it up with heathenish glee. Dulce and bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman. He's the worst.
5: That's why he's a man on Halloween night.
2: But when he goes to jogging across the land, Holding a noggin' in his hand Demons take one look and groan in the And a hip the throat for par to know Beware, take
5: care, he rides alone
2: And there's no spook like Spook at Spurn They
5: don't like him and he's
2: really burnt He swears to the longest day he's dead He'll show them that he can get ahead they say he's tired of his flaming top. He's got a yen to make a swap. So he rides one night each year to find a head in the hollow here.
5: Now he likes a little, he likes a big.
2: Or in the middle, or a wink. Black or white or even red. The headless horseman, he's ahead with, with a gay tip and a grippity clap. He's out looking for a cotton so don't stop to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless man. Now if you doubt this tale is so, I met that spook just a year ago. Now I didn't stop for a second look, but made for the bridge that spans the book. But once you cross that bridge, my friend,
10: that, I must be off. I must get my costume tonight, ready for tonight. I hope you breeze. all have a wonderful Halloween, D-Heads. I'll be back be next time with an all-new Magical Music band. Review. Until then, see ya. Down. Happy Halloween. Yeah!
13: hip
2: hip and a He's out looking for a head to swap. So don't try to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless hand. I'm getting out of here.
0: Welcome, foolish mortals, to Disney On Demand's annual not-so-scary month-long celebration. Get your costumes on, bags in hand, and trick-or-treat...
1: So, all of you D-heads, I am back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show, our Halloween edition, to wrap up our month-long, not-so-scary annual Halloween celebration here at the show. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Tobias for stopping in here at the show. Hocus Pocus is now a staple that everybody celebrates within the Disney community. You pass it on to your kids and more. And I am looking forward to your newest film that is going to be getting released very soon as well. Thank you once again, Tobias, for stopping in and sharing all the fun stories and more. From hocus pocus i'd also like to thank the d team of nathan caitlin Paige, and lexi all for stopping in here this week with your signature segments thanks for stopping in and adding a little bit of fun and i would also like to thank you the d heads without you there would be no show thank you for stopping in spreading the love and making Diz radio what it is today thank you for stopping in and also all month long for stopping in and celebrating our month-long not so scary halloween celebration so, all of you D-Heads, before I let you go and I let you know what kind of goodies we have on the horizon here, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com. That's diz radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue. That's B-L-U or Diz Radio. D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always subscribe to the latest shows using Stitcher Radio or also iTunes and get the latest show right there in your mobile device. Listen to it and enjoy. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is Halloween. Yes, we are celebrating Halloween. We're wrapping up our month-long Halloween celebration. So to let you go, I figured let's go down that that bit of memory, that path, that that thing that makes it fun, the thing that inspired us to have a not-so-scary Halloween celebration and as our little trick or treat to you, we're going to leave you with a little bit of booty you parade. Happy Halloween, all of you D heads. And as I always say, as we get busy, as things get hectic, never neglect family for business. Be safe this Halloween, all of you D heads, and I'll catch you online.
4: Hiya, folks! Hello, everyone!
6: Oh boy, I see you got my invitation. <laughs> Welcome to our not so scary Halloween party!
3: Boo! To
5: you. We're
6: so glad you could make it! And look! Or
5: treat. The gang's all Thank here!
3: you! That's
5: boo.
6: Halloween blue to you and <laughs> you. Hope you're having a good time.
5: It's good be back, it's good to be-